0: Golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway Don't want no hackers to get my way The boys and me got a big Nassau going we before the drive It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love to play. Because I love it. We love it.
1: Hello, or you're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry. And uh, we're going to check in with our other sidekick, Kevin Sternett, here in just a minute, Will. But um, we've got a lot of golf to talk about as we are... Moving into the second stage of the tour playoffs this week as they move to the Deutsche Bank up in beautiful Beantown, Boston, Massachusetts, the TPC of Boston. Great place to be on a Labor Day weekend. Tournament doesn't uh, start till Friday. You get to enjoy golf on Monday on the holiday. I love this tournament and... uh, It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of jockeying happening here. uh, Everyone's going
2: to be going for it. You know, there's only a couple of events for them to try and squeeze into the tour championship and make a run at the FedEx Cup by this point.
1: That's right. And um, with um, Patrick Reed coming out on top at uh, the Barclays, it was a big win for Patrick. He edged out. Ricky Fowler, Ricky looking so solid and, uh, you know, just floundered there at the end. Um, was not um, not a good finishing four holes for, for Ricky Fowler. But Beth Page Black showing its teeth in the end. Doesn't it always. Um, one of the guys on uh, the telecast said, the, I, I'm not sure who it was, if it was McCord, said he thinks it's one of the top three toughest courses in the country. And it proved it that rough that fescue uh you know there's a reason the US Open's been played
2: there twice it's coming up soon again too isn't it a couple of years from now i don't know when exactly but i i know it's definitely on the schedule again for the, Yeah
1: for and um you know i thought maybe uh Phil would have a little bit of better karma there but uh you know still still played fairly well but um you know it was it was a very interesting uh sunday and we're going to talk a lot more about that um in the next couple of segments. But I do want to spend a couple of minutes talking about our big event, uh, the uh, Golf United for Pulse Charity Scramble out at Grand Cypress, which we had on Friday, which was a huge success. And we're going to bring in our uh, third partner in crime here, Kevin Sternat, who was uh, playing in the tournament and who who is uh, off on assignment today, but he's going to spend a few minutes with us to talk about how much fun we had and how much money we raised. Hello, Kevin.
2: Hey, Holly. Hey, Will. Nice to have you back, Will. Thank you, sir. Things are great. Good to be here.
3: Yeah, Yeah, enjoying the the lays of the country, Finland, I saw you were in. That was pretty (laughs) cool.
2: Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing trip um, to be out there and experience a place that most people will probably never get to. That's for sure. No,
3: I probably will never get there. But one place you weren't. Was a Grand Cypress Friday, and let me tell you, you were missed. I mean, it was such an amazing event. I know you really wish you could have been there as much as you put into this event. Uh, the Gary Gilchrist guys were right behind us, hitting into us pretty much all day. Those <laughs> guys can flat bomb it. But um, yeah, we had some really great cool. teams.
1: We had some great teams, didn't we, Kevin? We had uh, yeah. we had uh, the Golf Channel had a, a bunch of sticks out there. They've they finished in second place. Uh, how how did your team fare there from the Golden Bear Club?
3: Uh, we shot fifty five. You know, there was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun though. Um, you know, I want to thank um, uh, Jeremy and Ryan and Michelle, all staff at the Golden Bear Club, the twelve members that we had, uh, Zach and Ryan or Zach and Devin for watching the shop while we were gone. But the feedback that I got from the members, you know, who stayed for lunch and the silent auction and the raffle and you know, sent me text messages afterwards. They just absolutely uh, loved it. They felt so rewarded, you know, being a part of such a tragedy um, and and, and whatnot. And obviously having Officer Luke and his fellow officer Joe out there, um, you know, and Luke getting up before everybody teed off and really reminded everyone why we were all there and why we were all pitching in and reminding everyone that we're – We all live in this city and we're all one, you know, as as divided as the country may seem when something tragic happens. We're all together in this boat. So um, having him speak and ride around and take pictures and and then afterwards. And Mayor Buddy
1: Dyer showing up in his Florida gator blue and orange. He was styling. (laughs) How about that (laughs) outfit?
3: He was styling and profiling. I would have preferred scarlet and gray myself, but. You know this is Florida, so he showed up in his Florida colors
1: he did and uh Stuart Appleby for the PGA tour and charlotta sorenstam from the l p g tour out there hitting, hitting tee shots with all of the players uh we had a cannonball guy out there who oh, was that was, that was really fun couple yeah, of
3: shooting co- the uh, the potato gun uh shooting a ball up there you have a trick shot artist out there hitting long drives. He must have been hitting those balls 400 yards on uh, number one. It was just great.
1: Yeah, T- T- Tony that? Wright, that Tony Wright who was uh, shooting the cannon out there. There was all kinds of fun, fun activities going on, and uh, lots of uh, lots of adult beverages flowing, and all kinds of contests, and uh, just so much support from all of our sponsors. Uh, you know, we can't thank them all, but uh, you you can check out golfunited.org. We're still taking donations, and uh, will be for a couple of weeks until we make our big uh, check presentation. But uh, the Grand Cypress Golf Club and their entire staff was absolutely fantastic. We had a beautiful day. Couldn't have picked a better day
0: Mm-mm. out
1: there. Um, you know, a little breeze going. And yeah,
3: we needed that breeze. We needed all our holes to be downwind, but it <laughs> seemed like they were all into the wind. That's right. And, you know what else was really cool, Holly? You, see, you mentioned the sponsors, is... It was like every time you turn the corner, there was another sponsor there on the whole, and they were giving something away, whether it was a koozie or alcohol or brochures or whatever it was. But they were all there for the same reason, and it was to support those victims and the the people that had passed away uh, from that pulse nightmare. Yeah,
1: absolutely. uh, 100% of everything was raised. We had Wahlburgers out there. They were selling T-shirts. And uh, it was just absolutely everybody pitching in and, and helping us raise money. It was fantastic. And we haven't officially announced this yet, but I'm going to right now because we are so excited to say that we raised over 36,000 dollars, and wow. that's going to just benefit. Amazing. That's going to benefit one Orlando fund and Pulse of Orlando. We had uh, several teams from Pulse of Orlando, uh, the board director, Ollie benitez was there jennifer foster from one orlando fun out there playing having a great time Uh, a number of people from from their charities participating it was just one uh, big you know collective effort and uh, really just uh just a remarkable day
3: yeah to think about that thirty six thousand dollars between thirty six groups a thousand dollars a group you know and it only cost three hundred to get in so everybody really dug deep into their pockets You know, having Johnny Damon out there was really cool. You know, I introduced him to a lot of people, and everybody got their picture with him. So, you know, I want to thank Johnny for coming out and taking time out of his busy schedule and really being a class act.
1: Yeah, and we we had entertainment by the Leonard Brothers Band, one of Orlando's top party bands, Uh, and uh, all the staging was done courtesy of ROI Design. Absolutely everybody's time and service was 100% donated, and... Uh, just uh, was one of the most uh, rewarding things I've ever been a part of. And we had a just an amazing committee team of people that, that worked together. And hats off to Robert Scott, who is our tournament director and committee member who um, had a, a long day out there getting all those oh, yeah. people around the golf course. But uh, the new course just was in fantastic shape. And and the score showed it uh, twenty one under the winner Jeff Babino from Golf Week, who we're going to be talking to next on that team. And uh, I don't know, I I looked at that card pretty hard, Will Perry, but that's they, a low
2: one. I I honestly don't think I've ever seen a score that low. Maybe eighteen, nineteen, but twenty one. That's that's getting it out there.
1: Yeah, it sure is. So it was. Uh, we had a lot of mulligans going, and you know that was all to raise money for for the cause, but, um, just a, well, just you
3: could, I think it was the, uh, 18th, first and second holes. Will you could have uh, potentially scored a five on a par four, a par four and a par five. Your total could have been five.
2: <laughs> so a lot I'm of sure, them were drivable I'm sure at sure that
3: Mr. point. Mr. and his group from golf week there, I'm sure they took full advantage of that.
1: Yeah. We had the golf Channel guys who came in second place and, um, so and and our very own josh broker, his team third third place one of our committee members so uh just just a fantastic day, Kevin, thanks for all your help. You were definitely our twelfth man for
3: your help are you kidding me you you are you were the you were the ringleader, you and Mary and Paula and your assistant uh Erliana. I mean, just what you've done I mean nobody's saying thank you, Holly G. So thank you, Holly G, for all you did and all the relentless hours that you put in and, you know, the amounts of sleep that you probably didn't get by thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta do this. Oh my gosh, I gotta do that. So I'm sure that uh, you'd like to take a nice long nap. Right now, and uh, thank
1: you. I'm planning. I'm planning on it this Labor Day weekend. There will be no (laughs) labor happening other than a few wrist curls with a little umbrella drink.
2: (laughs) That would have been one of those moments where we we should have cued the audio board with the the clapping in the background. But you know.
1: Oh well. (laughs) Anyway, it was a great team effort, and again. Uh, to benefit the One Orlando Fund and Pulse of Orlando and to help all of the victims and their families uh, from that terrible tragedy on June 12th. Um, Just uh, really was just a a rewarding thing to be part of. So thank you, Kevin. We're going to let you go back to uh, your little T-ball assignment there with your son, and we will be checking in next week.
3: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good
1: night. All right. you're listening, Thanks, Kevin. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9, the game. We got lots more golf talk coming up.
4: Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank got three iron and hit me in the back of the head.
0: I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the Struggler's Blues. Struggler's Blues.
1: We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I four in the house. Hallie G, along with Will Perry. Will back from Finland. What's what's the temperature over there, Will? Mid sixties. Mid sixties. No Long no, John's.
2: No, I mean it's probably. Did you play some golf? I did actually. Yeah. Um, you know who the um, who Teemu Selanne is, the old uh, hockey player from yes. the NHL. So we played at his uh, home course called Picola Golf Club. It's it's like set in the middle of the forest, um, kind of in the country, huge pine trees, rolling hills, um, you know, native wildflowers. I mean, it was, every hole there was literally like some of the coolest golf that I've ever seen.
1: Very, very. It was fun. Yeah, very cool. Well, uh, our our next man up here, May Uh, Not have won a gold medal, but he won one beautiful trophy at our Golf United for Pulse tournament on Friday. Jeff Babineau from Golf Week, part of the winning team, on the line to check in with us and uh, share a little bragging rights as well as chat with us about the Barclays and the upcoming Deutsche Bank. Hey, Babs.
4: Hey, how's it going, Holly G and Will? Good to hear from you
2: guys. Good to hear from you also.
1: All right, now about this twenty-one under.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and all right, well, three t- of it was on the draw of a card,
4: but there's three shots, right? And the rest of it was you put me up with quite a quite a gang there. I had a loaded group. I had to just try to make a few putts and try to keep the beers to a minimum, and I was okay. <laughs> okay.
1: I know, and you squeezed in there right in, in the last minute. Uh, I was so glad you were able to play, and uh, one of my. Uh, Clients are Calasante from L two Putters came down from North Carolina, so uh, really awesome. Oh, I- uh, he was
4: he was terrific. He hit the ball great. Old baseball player out of Miami.
1: That's right. what
4: did you think? Uh, of- and it was just a it was just a nice day. Honestly, it was a really nice day. I, Grand Cypress, one of my favorites. I thought it was so cool that they donated the course and food for the day. That's huge. And it was just a great cause. You know, you guys did a great job with it. The speeches were great and on point and was uh, just like a meaningful day. It was a real nice day out on the golf course.
1: Yeah, it sure was. So, um what do you think about Sunday? Uh Patrick Reed, you know, he's he's just uh you know, he's just such a bulldog, such a tough competitor. But uh Ricky, I just you know, he just seems to have some trouble closing the round out on Sunday.
4: Yeah, you know, uh It was a good shootout. It was fun to watch. Tough golf course. You know, once you make the turn at fifth page black, it's hard to make up any ground. You know, you're more than likely going to go backwards as opposed to going forward. Um, Patrick Reed, when he's in that position, he does, you know, he just plays so well. He's five wins now. You forget he's one of the younger guys out there still. But uh, he he definitely, when he gets himself in that spot, knows how to close. And and it was a double loss for Ricky. You know, he started the day with the lead. He doesn't win the tournament, and he misses a chance to to move into that top eight for the Ryder Cup. You know, he really really wants a Ryder Cup spot. So it was kind of a tough one for Ricky, and they just threw away too many strokes at the end. It really cost him.
2: Do you think Patrick Reed? I mean, he's been playing well for the past few weeks now, maybe even the last month. Um, you know, he could he be a guy that kind of catches fire heading into the playoffs here? We've kind of seen that, you know, with Jordan Spieth last year, Jason Day as well i mean what are your what are your thoughts on him kind of being one of the top guys moving forward?
4: Yeah, he's shown some nice form if you go back even to you know July and the open championship, and he's just been a very steady kind of building. It's amazing to think that he hadn't won since a year ago, January, all the way back to Kapaloo in two thousand and fifteen so that's a long time up there for a top player not to win.
2: But he's and, and uh, he's had what five? Was it five or six straight years where he's won uh, at least one event in a season?
4: Well, I don't know if he, does he have a streak that good? I mean, he's won five. He's spaced them out, but I mean, yeah, you know, he certainly won. Uh, he beat up Speed. I remember a Wyndham to break through, and he's won at Capilouto. So he has some good wins under his belt, um, and he's got the game to do it, and, he, and he's got a lot of heart. So. He kind of puts himself in that position. He's tough. He he said he reverted to some old habits. hit The ball left a little bit coming in, but he battled, you know, and that's what you needed to do, and he, he got the win. It's, it's the perfect time of year to get hot. There's certainly a lot of money on the line.
1: Yeah, and speaking of getting hot, how about Sean O'Hare? Jumping from yeah. 108th to 15th with his second-place finish. Uh, you know, we know Sean's got game, but, uh, you know, this is a good time to, to – get it together.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the cool aspects of the playoffs that we've seen, you know, 10 years in now. It's hard to believe, but, you know, you can make a big jump. Sean O'Hare didn't have much of a season. Uh, He's got like five kids at home. He's got a lot of mouths to feed. (laughs) That that was a huge week for him. I mean, that puts him in position now to get all the way to the Tour Championship. If you do that, you're in the majors next year. You set yourself up for 2017 or 16-17 now with the wraparound season, and it's just huge. So, you know, these guys uh, that can get hot with a couple big finishes this time of year, you can really turn around a, a poor year into a, into a good year in a hurry.
1: We're talking to Jeff Babineau from Golf Week. Uh, Gary Woodland having a good day, shooting 69 on Sunday to finish tied for fourth with Jason Day, who was on the heels there. He was uh, he pulled within two uh, as, you know, the guys were making the – turning the back back nine there. but uh, And then Ryan Moore, you know, he's another guy that's been a, a bit of a streak here.
4: Yeah, he's been on a nice stretch. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that certainly has to be on the radar for Davis Love and the Ryder Cup guys. I mean, Ryan Moore had a great match play record as an amateur. They won the Western Am and the US Am in the same summer. It's been, been a long time ago. But you look at our fortunes in the Ryder Cup, and, you know, we could use a little new blood. I, I think Gary Woodland's an interesting guy. You know, he has such incredible length. Uh, he just brings a different gear to it, you know, a different factor when you get those guys with that much length into it. And and the Ryder Cup's gonna be on a big ballpark. So yeah, those guys sneaking in, it's the right time of year. Uh, the Ryder Cup picks are moved back a little bit. Normally they would have been made on you know, coming out of this week, but Davis Love has two more tournaments to make three of his picks and they don't make one after the tour championship. So all those guys are kind of auditioning, and it's a good time to play well.
1: Well, I know um, they're heading to your former neck of the woods, New England, and the TPC of Boston. Uh, tell us a little bit about this golf course and who you think it's going to favor this week. Of course, Ricky, the defending champ, so um, maybe he'll he'll catch a little magic and yeah, <laughs> right. repeat. It, he needs it. Right, he
4: yes. He has to roll in with some confidence for sure. Even even with the finish last week, uh, you know, early on TPC Boston was kind of a bombers course. It was one of those places where if you could fly it 285 yards, you would play a different course than the guys who couldn't. Uh, but they've kind of changed it through the years. It was a nice renovation by Gil Hands with Brad Faxon involved, you know, five, about five years ago or so, and and they really did a nice job. And it's they've always improved the place, so. It's kind of a great venue. The Boston fans come out really supportive. It. It's got the Monday finish, you know, so that's become a, a tradition up that way. And and uh, it's funny, you know, there's not a ton of guys with great records there. Uh, you know, Stenson's played pretty well there, and Adam Scott's played well through the years. But kind of an up and down place, and for some guys, they really kind of have you know poor showings there through the years. Like a Bubba Watson's never had a top ten there, so it's certainly an interesting place, and it's. Uh, it's a good way to set up the last two events of the playoffs.
1: And Stenson is with um uh, does he have a is he still suffering from a knee injury? Or what's what's his status?
4: Yeah, he's kinda of tentative. You know, he withdrew last week, got a little bit of a knee. He went went pretty hard this summer and you know, had the great run winning the open and making a great run into the final day at the PGA, coming away with a medal at the Olympics. So uh he's probably a little worn down. He said he was gonna sleep for a week, but uh he, you know, hopefully gets that knee and he's had some success. He's won there, you know, in 2013. He was a runner-up to Ricky last year, so it'd be good to see him going this week in uh, in Boston.
1: So, who's who's your pick for for Sunday?
4: I, you know, I like Adam Scott at that place. He had a big win there early in his career. I think the place means a lot to him, and and I think Jason Day's going to hang on to the end with this playoff run too. So he's going to be in the hunt too. So. Uh, I think we're going to see some good names up there. I mean, there's there's a great leaderboard at the Barclays, and I hope we get the same this week up there.
1: And I tell you, the guy I keep falling more in love with every week, he made his move and finished tied for second, Mr. Emiliano Grio.
4: <laughs> well, if you could putt for him, it, mm-hmm. his bank account would be a lot bigger. Well, I'll tell you that.
1: I tell you, needs, knock
4: down some putts.
1: he needs one of those L2 putters like Art was playing with. How about that yeah, thing? Art,
4: Art, Art could putt. Yeah, he needs Art. Yeah, hire Art as a putting coach. And <laughs> That's he, right. First of all, great. He's a great, and he keeps putting himself in there. So he's really uh, he's a seasoned guy. Another good young guy to watch.
1: Yeah, he really is. And, and what a I mean, he finished strong on eighteen. Uh, just curved one in there. He's a great ball striker, and then uh, made that birdie putt to uh, get himself. He you know he was on a roll, and he had a you know a kind of a bad three putt that took a little. Uh, Mojo off of him on that last couple of holes, but he got it back around.
2: He did.
4: He fought. He you'd watch. It It seemed like he had an eight footer on every hole, and he he burned the lip, you know. And that that wears on a player, you know. That I mean, when you're hitting it like that and you're not coming away with birdies, that'll wear on you. So if he gets that figured out, he'll be right there.
2: He's kind of always been one of those players. I mean, going back to his days uh, playing on the AJGA, I mean, he's always been. Been at the top of his game, um you know. Maybe he's just one of those second-tier guys who it's going to take a little bit of time, and before we know it, he could be right at the top of the rankings for years to come.
4: Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I was in Puerto Rico when he missed the three footer to win that tournament two years ago, and, and it, he was really crushed by it because he he wanted a tour card so badly, and for him to get in there, and the, the goal was to get into the top hundred. Now he's worked his way way up into the top fifty, and. And if you do that up there, you're going to play where you want and get some big starts and really be able to make a move. So, uh, you know, he's he's with that crew with Justin Thomas and Spieth and all those 2011 guys. He was right there on the Leadbetter camp. So uh, he's he's, a, he's impressive to watch and doesn't have much fear. So uh, he'll put himself right back in there pretty soon.
1: Well, it's going to be a great weekend for golf. Labor Day, Friday start with a Monday finish and of course, they can check all the Golf Week coverage out at golfweek.com. Thanks, Jeff, so much. And uh, thanks so much for playing in the tournament. And congrats on the big victory.
4: How about it? It's my only trophy of the year, so I'm treasuring it. All thanks right. For
1: me. All right, my friend. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96 9, the game. Stay with us. We have more golf talk coming up.
0: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's. My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just
2: make a car. We're
1: back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4, in the house, Holly G, along with Will Perry. And uh, we're going to go straight to the man who represents Long Island Golf
2: Long and on. has
1: played Beth Page Black many times, including just a few weeks ago before they shut it down. I don't know how they let him out there before... Uh, the pros got there, but uh, Johnny G, John Klozik from Golfing Magazine, how are you? How
5: are you? I'm good, thanks. Happy to be talking about the black horse again.
1: Yes, thanks so much for coming back. Um, you know, I know you were out there every day of the tournament, and things were getting a little uh, little rowdy there towards the end, something we'd expect from a New York crowd. They were pretty well behaved, but, uh, you know, got, got a little... Uh, Got a little boisterous there the last couple of holes.
5: You know, we do have our moments. It is New York. You know, a lot of sports fans up here. And it's funny. I was on the golf course talking about that. We were talking about how, you know, basketball and a guy shooting a free throw, everybody's waving things and yelling and screaming. Or in baseball, there's a lot of yelling and screaming. But on golf, it's like, shh, be quiet. here he's playing. The marshals are out there raising their hands and telling everybody not to move. So it's, it's pretty interesting, but we can get uh, pretty vocal. Well, yeah. there's
2: probably some pent-up frustration with the Yankees and the Mets not exactly doing what uh, everyone's expecting up there right oh, now.
5: I, I, I think we have a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, such thing. Guys, no they such... are overpaid. Go ahead, John.
5: Sorry. They are overpaid. I mean, these uh, Yankees and the Mets and all these guys playing catch but uh, we'll see what happens.
1: You got two New Yorkers on the on the line here, so uh, we're battling. We're battling for the mic. Uh, so I'm sure uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, I, I think Ricky was probably more of the fan favorite. How how was it going down the stretch there?
5: Yeah, it really was. It was pretty amazing to see. I mean, I, I, I almost felt bad for Reed. I mean, he's out there playing, and he's not probably going to win the tournament, but it certainly looked like he was going to win. And uh, But everybody was yelling for Ricky, the, the entire backside, all the way. I mean, there's nobody yelling, uh, Reed, Reed, Reed. That never happened. It was pretty interesting to see. And uh, he is a fan favorite. And obviously, there was more crowds following that group than anybody else.
1: Well, we know someone who's been adopted as a local son is, is Phil Mickelson, Bill ended up, uh, you know, shooting 68, a really good score Sunday, tied for 13th. Now, he had a pretty good showing, but probably not as as good as he would have liked.
5: Probably not. And I know, you know, the last time I was on the show, I I talked about, you know, these guys have to, I think somebody that's going to have to bomb it out there. One of the longer hitters is probably going to take this thing. But being out there and seeing it and, and on a golf course I just played three weeks ago, they are all long. I mean, they just bomb it every single time. I was out there when Bubber, uh, on the first hole, hit it uh, 361 yards, and he was 10 yards off of uh, the right front bunker. Uh, later on, Rory played the par five. He basically hit it to one yard before the end of the fairway. Uh, you know, So he has like 165 yards in on a par five. So, you know, all these guys bomb it out there. And I think it just comes down to at a guy with very relatively flat greens that really you just got to get it close to the pin and, and sink putts. And that's what Reed did.
1: Well, Jason Day looked like he might get something going uh, on the back nine, drilled that long putt in for, was it Eagle on the par five?
5: Yeah. yeah. And- yeah, I mean, it, there's there's some long holes out there. They got to sink some putts. I mean, it's interesting. I I was also in the media room watching it on TV, and you really don't see the breaks in the green that much. And I was talking to a friend of mine. and I was like, watch this thing. It's going to break about eight feet. But on TV, it looks you know relatively flat. So it's interesting to see and, and know the golf course uh, that I've known for uh, my entire life. I used to sleigh ride down the first tee as a kid.
1: Well, the first time I played it was was before all the renovation, and I got to say it was sometime I think in 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 the '90s, and the, but there was nothing cooler than carrying your golf clubs through Grand Central Station and jumping on the train <laughs> heading out to Long Island. Done that before? That's that a let me fun tell one. you, that is really that's, that's it's pretty cool. But what's it like <laughs> to what's it like to play yeah. there now as 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 a uh, Joe golfer, John?
5: Well, I I think it's just a big golf course, and they do have the sign up out there that says it's a very difficult golf course to play. Uh, It's just, you know, you can play it as as long as you want. I think the tour played it this past week at, you know, 7,600 yards, which is a long way. They had a par four out there that was 502 yards. And, you know, talking about bombing it out there, you know, these guys, if they hit it 350, what do they have left? You know, so it's pretty interesting to see um you know that i get to play it i'm joe golfer and you know where i could hit it which is not very far but where they could hit it is impossible i've never hit it that far in my life um but it is a great 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 golf course and certainly something everybody should have an opportunity to play which they can't since it's a state park
1: were you a little surprised that roy didn't play better
5: um, surprise? No, you know, I mean, any given week, I mean, it's four days out in the heat. If the temperatures were, you know, near ninety every day, hot and humid, uh, you get out there, you know, what leading up to it and the rough, it just kind of wears you down a little bit. I think you just need to, uh in this case, you know, be in the fairway, and, and I've learned now it's it's about the short game. Put it on, put it on the green and sink some putts, and that's who's going to win tournaments like this. The wow, green, you know the. the yeah, and getting
1: it out of the bunkers, the bunkers in the fescue. Uh, you know, there, there's no doubt about Beth Page yeah. Black has you know has some big nasty teeth in it.
5: Uh, it does, and I, that, that, most of it comes from the rough and that fescue that you saw on a bunch. And there's plenty of bunkers everywhere. But I, I was out. I saw. I followed Jim Furyk for a couple holes, and he was out on the third hole, put it in the uh, right bunker, had about. 25 yards to the pin and and put it to three feet. Ten minutes later, I'm walking back past the green, and Jonas Blix is in the same bunker, and he puts it to three feet on the other side. So these guys can get up and down, and they know how to play this game very, very well, and it's just amazing to see the best players in the world come play a golf course like this.
1: Absolutely. Well, I know you're a proud New Yorker, and uh, Golfing Magazine, one of the best regional golf publications we have publishing. How long, John?
5: Say that again, Holly.
1: How long have you been publishing Golfing Magazine?
5: Years.
1: That is a that is a milestone in itself, my friend. Well, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us, Johnny G. John Glosick from Golfing Magazine. You're listening Psychology. to the, You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up.
4: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf, and then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments. None of which they do very well.
0: We're back the Golf Insiders. Looping right.
1: up an hour of intelligent bright. golf talk a in the house. Holly right G there. with
2: Will Perry. Don't forget, follow us at the Golf Insiders. Stay tuned with all of our golf chatter. We've got plenty to go for you this week. I missed you last week, dude. I know. Tweet tweet, Plenty so of, much so
1: that I, you know, didn't even know what to do when we went on Facebook Live.
2: <laughs> Plenty of blogs. I'm pleading out there for exhaustion. Us as well. <laughs> I I can't blame you there. That's for sure. All
1: right, we're gonna waste no more time. We're gonna go to uh, one of our favorite golf insiders because we've got some LPGA golf to talk about. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hello, Steve.
0: Holly, how are you? It's great to be with you, as always.
1: Yes, thank you, my friend. And I know you uh, were up at the Barclays, kind of doing double duty this time of year, but I I do want to uh, talk about this big win, her fifth win of the season, the Canadian Pacific Women's Open, Aria Jutanyagarn. She is on fire!
0: How about that? I mean, five wins in the second half of the season, and we're not done yet, I mean we make the asian swing where she typically plays exceedingly well so i, I really think that, uh, that this is this is the kind of breakout season that we have expected for a long time given the talent level that that, uh, that may has always shown but but you know, you just never knew when she was going to be able to get out of her own way well boy has she ever done so and done it in a fashion that i don't think i don't think anybody ever expected 5 wins in this short span and and to do so the way she has done it, I mean, just overpowering golf courses and fields, it's it's really been tremendous to see.
2: Really kind of the best, at least on the LPGA Tour, since back in 2010-2011 with the likes of Yanni when she was dominating the game to that um, aspect.
0: Interesting that you would bring that comparison up because she's doing it in much the same way. I mean, she blows it past everybody. She just she just overpowers golf courses. Uh, and, and she does it without even hitting a driver, I mean. When she hits it, the sound is different. The compression is different. I mean, it, it's it's, uh, it's almost as if, you know, you're watching a PGA Tour player when you see the ball rocket off the face the way it does with her. So, uh, it, you know, I expect a, a lot more of these wins, and, and uh, you know, I just hope she's able to – Healthy uh, and continue to ride this wave of confidence.
2: Well, it was probably really only a matter of time, right? From from that little gap. From I mean, she was dominating her last two years playing junior golf, you know, as a seventeen and an eighteen year old. Um, but it, you know, you're right. I mean, it's it's really good to see another young budding player um, in their early you know early development stages of their career, just dominating the game, especially on the LPGA side.
0: It really is, and you know, and, and you you never know. Confidence is a very fickle thing, and she went through the injury, uh, and, and then you know she had the collapse in in her home country, which really affected her. I think far more than anyone realized when she made the triple bogey uh, to lose to NB, and to to be able to come back after both of those things in the in the fashion that she has, uh, I think it speaks a lot to her mental toughness, uh, and I think that she will be a lot more prepared now. For the next obstacle that comes along, whether it's another injury, whether it's a slump, whatever it might be, I think having gone through this now, uh, she'll be prepared and really loaded for the next time.
1: And she's under the tutelage of our very own Gary Gilchrist from the Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy right here in Orlando. So a uh, big shout out to, to Gary on on this win. And we haven't chatted since the Olympics, Steve. The LPGA, uh, the, the Women's Olympics, I should say, but how, uh, how the, the LPGA players fared and, and uh, your thoughts on that.
0: Tremendous. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's a single person who will not say that the Olympics exceeded their expectations. I mean, I know it exceeded mine. Uh, and to have NB come back the way she did, I mean, this is, this is the equivalent of Tiger winning the U.S. Open on a broken leg. I mean, for her to come back the way she came back after showing no signs of form at all anywhere uh, and, and be able to pull off this victory, it, it's it's one of the stories of the year. And I think that, uh, that to, to have the Olympics come in this fashion, with this drama, with this kind of the of, of medal stand and, and the, the people who are on the podium, I think it fares well for the future. I think that when the IOC begins to look back and say, uh, is golf something that uh, that should be a sport going forward? Um, even though we didn't have some some names show up, you, you cannot look at what happened and say, "Gee, this uh, you know this isn't a good sport. This was a fantastic sport for the Olympics."
2: Yeah, and
1: how about Justin Rose pulling out his gold medal yesterday and uh, throwing it over his his uh, shoulders after putting out on the 18th? If you don't think that thing doesn't mean a whole lot to him. Uh, It was really, really cool. And I guess they're calling him Justin Gold now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how about that? I mean, to to have him pull that out, and and it it shows how much, the fact that he was carrying it in his golf bag shows you how much it meant to him. Uh, And then to wear it on his final putt shows you how much he believes that it means to the the fans of golf. And he's right. The reaction he got from doing it was was one of the biggest of the week.
1: Now, uh, let's turn to the PGA Tour, because you're coming off the, uh the Barclays, your thoughts on that, and um you know how how it finished it, it, anybody you were surprised didn't play a little better and what you're seeing for the Deutsche Bank
0: yeah, I'm a little surprised Ricky Fowler wasn't able to close the deal, although I probably shouldn't at that i mean but he he really is his swing is a little flatter, the hook is a little a little more pronounced than it has been uh earlier in the season uh and, and he got it done the first three days really with smoke and mirrors I mean he had uh, 28, 28, and 27 putts in the first three rounds, uh, and, and he just he just ran out of steam coming coming home. But I really thought he was going to be able to close the deal, particularly given the importance of making that Ryder Cup team to him. And so uh, that was a little, a little surprising and disconcerting. Um, but I think we're going to see a rebound out of him. Uh, I, I think that you know he's close. His game is really good right now. So I I would not be surprised. If in Boston we don't see uh, another Ricky Fowler surge,
1: what do you think about Adam Scott? He had a little bit of a, a blip there on 18, missing a real short one. You you just don't know sometimes with Adam how comfortable he is over that short putter.
0: That's it, and and you know it's all a function of the putter with Adam. His ball striking is as good as it's ever been, which means it's the best in the world. Um, but but he just you know he had a wonderful spring. He hit a slump. He started thinking mechanically about the putting stroke, and in talking to him about it, he said, you know, if it was just a function of being able to just let it go, stand up, look at the putt, feel it, and hit it. Uh, and I think if he continues in that mindset, that uh, that we may see a surge from him in these latter weeks as well.
2: How about
1: Jordan? You know, I was chatting before we went on the air with Will here. Kind of uh, seems
2: like the forgotten man, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard It's hard. To actually think about the fact that this was the guy that won the FedEx Cup last year, took the Tour Championship, five Tour titles, and two majors, you know, and and still, you know, hey, he he tied for tenth, but you know, yeah. he, he just hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, the Jordan from last year. That's for sure.
0: Well, we won't see. I don't know that we'll ever see another season like the one we saw last year from Jordan. I mean, particularly in the majors. To have finished as well as he did in, in the in the majors that he uh, last year is, yeah, it's it's just amazing, and um, I, I'm not sure that that kind of that kind of season is replicable. Um, it's certainly not back to back. You may see it in three or four more years out of him uh, once he gets things kind of worked out with the driver, but I just don't know that uh, that we're going to see that kind of dominance from anyone.
1: We're talking to Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post.
2: Kind of makes you wonder, Steve, doesn't it? That you know, is that something that he o- he's always going to be chasing? Having it that that type of season come that early on in his career,
0: you wonder that, don't you? I mean, the the bar has been set insufferably high, and you just have to wonder: okay, and is he going to be able to enter each season with you know without having that expectation hanging over him? Can he take one week at a time, one shot at a time, one major at a time, or is he going to be out there saying? Gee, I sure did play – I played better than this in 2015. What –
1: in terms of Boston TPC, uh, you know, is it tight? Is it going to be, you know, the the best putter? What should we be looking for this
0: week? Absolutely the best putter out there. I mean, look, the the greens are such that that there are just some holes where you can't hit it close. And and to to even take on some of the pin placements is foolish. So you, you know that this is a center of the green kind of golf course in most instances. So the guy who is going to make the most 20 footers is going to win the thing. Um, and you know that that has proven to be Ricky Fowler's forte. And so that's one of the reasons I think he is he is one of the people that you really need to look at this week when when he gets hot with the putter, he can make it from any distance.
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately coming down the stretch, you know, when the nerves kick in a little bit and He gets a little bit short in the backswing. Then it's when that you know little pull left happens, and and it did him in Sunday.
0: It really did. Um, you, you don't see that as much with the long putts. Uh, you do see it from ten feet and in. Um, so so I'm I I, I kind of feel com- uh, comfortable and confident that he's going to be able to uh, do a little better because he's not be able to hit as close.
1: Now Billy Horschel, <laughs> who we all know, won in 2014 uh tied for 13 went 69 72 77 pretty yeah, interesting performance by billy yeah
0: it really was an interesting performance by billy who who's i don't know if it's his bio rhythms or what happens but he tends to play well this time of year so um you know, maybe it's maybe it's his season again
1: well with 10 million on the line it's a good time to <laughs> get the juices flowing and put a little extra in the uh investment account. Uh, who, who do you have your eyes on for this week, Steve?
0: Well, I mean, obviously you take the hottest player out there, and that's Patrick Reed, who didn't have his best stuff and, and and was able to pull it out. Uh, on a. And I must say, Beth Hicks-Black was as difficult a golf course as these guys have seen in a long, long time. It was really hard. Uh, and so for him to post the numbers that he did, uh, even with the hiccup coming down the stretch, I, I think is... Uh, bodes well for him in these next three weeks.
1: All right. Well, as always, we thank you for spending some time with us. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks,
0: Holly. See
1: you soon. All right, Will Perry, who are you picking?
2: You know, you never want to take the the front runner per se, but you've got to go with Jason Day coming off a a fourth-place finish there, a T4 and, and a second in his last two starts. We know that putting is going to be the, the deal this week. He's one of the best, if not the best, on tour. I'll take Jason Day.
1: Jason Day. All right. You know what?
2: It kind of seems like his time, too, you know, to break through for another win.
1: I'm going with my new man. Well, he's not my new man, but he's definitely well, my new crush. So you're g-
2: not g- Garcia, obviously, though. It's
1: not, it's not Garcia. <laughs> I'm going with Emiliano Grillo.
2: All right. That's... Thank
1: you all for listening. We're out of here. It's the Golf Insiders we will be back next week.